This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Let's take a second to thank today's sponsor, Anchor. Anchor is by far the absolute easiest way to make a podcast. And when I say easy, I mean easy. First of all, it's completely free and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit right from your phone or your computer. Best of all, with Anchor, you can add any songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. So the possibilities are endless on what you can create. Whether you want to create a music analysis, your own radio show, a deep dive on your favorite genre or artist, or something that the world's never heard before. Anchor will even help publish your show to Spotify so you can reach hundreds of millions of listeners. Oh, did I mention there's no copyright on the songs? Yeah, it's that easy. You guys want to start a podcast that includes music, or you guys just want to start a podcast in general, get started by downloading the free Anchor app or going to anchor.fm. And if you need some inspiration, you can head over to blog.anchor.fm slash music from some more idea starters. Thank you so much, and let's get into the episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Real Real Podcast with me, Natalie Barbu. In today's episode, I am interviewing Haley. She is the head of influencer marketing at GoDaddy. And if you guys don't know what GoDaddy is, it is an extremely large company. They're a website builder that you can buy your domain from them. I feel like a lot of people have seen like GoDaddy advertisements either on just like the internet or the Super Bowl. I feel like they always used to do Super Bowl commercials. I haven't watched the Super Bowl in years, but um, yeah, the last time I watched it, I'm pretty sure there was a GoDaddy ad on there. But anyways, they're a very big company. And Haley is only 26 years old and she became the head of influencer marketing at GoDaddy, again, very large company, when she was only 24. That is insane. To become the head of a department at a large company, large global company at 24, is such an accomplishment and I was so excited to interview her. She actually reached out to me and I love when you guys reach out to me to want to be on the podcast. I feel like it's just a great way for your story to be heard and then for me to just get to know someone else. I feel like it's a really, really cool way to meet people, but I'm really happy whenever you guys reach out and I love hearing your stories. Haley reached out to me and I was just so intrigued because I guess the fact that she's the head of a department is insane, but I also thought it would be really, really cool to see the other perspective, to see the brand side of things versus just me being more on just like the influencer side of things. I thought it'd be really cool to talk to someone that knows a lot about that and can kind of give me some insight on the behind the scenes of influencer marketing and more of the business side of it because you guys know I love learning about the business side of things. So I was so excited to have her on and you guys, I know I say this in a lot of episodes, I know, but this is truly, truly one of my favorite episodes. I, I mean, it was this is the first time I met Haley and the second we talked and the second we started recording even before then but like once we started recording we had already been chatting for about like 15 minutes once we started recording it was like we were just two friends that have known each other for so long talking and I love when that happens in podcasts like those are my favorite because it's just like you're in a room talking to a friend and you're also learning so much and it just makes learning a lot more fun. I don't know. Now that I'm out of college and I've been out of college for a year and a half now, I miss learning. Does anyone else feel that way? In the Facebook page, if you guys are a part of it, which if you're not, totally should, let me know if you guys miss learning and what you guys do to, I mean, I guess still stimulate your mind because that's definitely something that I miss. I really, even though I didn't absolutely love my classes, um, I do miss being in in an environment where I am learning and I am challenging myself. So 
I'm trying to, I mean, with the podcast, it's really nice. I do get to hear other stories and learn a lot from other people, but I am actually trying to not enroll in school again, but I'm trying to like take some online courses that, or just like learn online, uh, even through like YouTube videos or random articles, like things that I don't know that I just am interested in. And if you guys have like courses that you guys have taken online or the best way to learn then let me know I'm thinking of doing like Skillshare or something like that I've seen so many different advertisements for Skillshare so I figured I might as well try that um but yeah let me know in the Facebook page if you guys are feeling the same way I feel like that's something not a lot of people tell you is that post-college you really I mean at least for me I really do miss like challenging myself and learning and it was just cool I mean I'm off on a tangent but it was cool sitting down and talking to Haley and like learning about the business side of influencer marketing so that was what that point was I'm sorry I went off on a complete tangent but I really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode we filmed it again or not filmed we recorded this at the Spotify headquarters which is always so 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 cool in the anchor lab and if you guys are trying to start a podcast anchor is the way to go but anyways I'm just going to get into the episode because it's so good, like literally so good, and I can't wait for you guys to listen to it. Welcome to the Real Real Podcast with Natalie Barbu. Instagram might be your highlight reel, but we're here to talk about the real real. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today as it should with Earnin. Earnin is an app that is changing the game when it comes to getting paid. Imagine having access to the money you've earned as you work, not just waiting for payday. With Earnin, you can access up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So think about it. The next time you're planning a special night out, you need a last minute gift for a loved one, or you face an unexpected expense, like maybe a trip to the vet. Earnin has you covered. For me, it's about having the flexibility to handle those surprise expenses that life throws my way. So whether it's unexpected bills or needing to cover rent when things are tight, Earnin gives me peace of mind knowing that I have access to my hard-earned cash when I need it most. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type Real Real under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show, so please don't forget that step. Real Real under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Let's talk about styling hair because it is a whole production, especially when you are battling frizz. And take it from me, I live in Miami, Florida. It is about to be summer. I really know frizz, but honestly, I would rather be doing something else like booking a spontaneous vacation to St. Bart's or rewatching the Eras tour for like the third time. You know, the important stuff. But who actually has time for frizz? Introducing Way's new anti-frizz cream. It is like a superhero for your hair. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours. I actually brought it on a trip with me and my friend borrowed it and she purchased it right then and there because it was that good. So how does this fit into my hair routine? 
it is the best thing I could have done for my hair. I am all about saving time and the anti-frizz cream does just that. Plus the Sydney inspired North Bondi scent is so amazing. You can thank bergamot, Italian lemon violet and more. And as someone who is always concerned about heat damage because I definitely use a lot of heat on my hair, this anti-frizz cream provides heat protection, which is such a big relief. And my hair feels so much lighter and looks smoother after using it. Get busy being frizz free with Way's new anti-frizz cream. It's not just about taming frizz. It also provides heat protection up to 450 degrees, reduces and repairs split ends, quenches dry hair with intense hydration. And according to a consumer perception study, 90% of participants agreed that their hair looked less frizzy after using it. I can definitely contest that. And while you're at it, check out Way's other bestsellers like the leave-in conditioner, which I also use, detox shampoo, fragrances, hair oils, and hair gloss. They're all essential for achieving that salon-worthy look at home. So you can frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to theouai.com and enter promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's theouai.com, promo code RealReal. Hi, Haley. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. I've been listening to like a new episode every day and I've also been watching your YouTube videos to prep. So. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm honored. <laughs> Um, so we are just going to get right into setting the record straight. So this Perfect. is when I say an assumption, and then based on your own experiences, you'll say if they're true or if they're false. So the first one is working in social media is a really hard job. Yeah, so I think there's kind of this stigma that working in social media like isn't hard, mm -hmm. and it actually is very difficult. There are so many different aspects that go into it. Um, working for GoDaddy, the company I work for, um, we break down social into eight different cylinders. So you have, you know, um, influencers being one of them. Then you have like listening, response, just all these different factors that go into it. So it definitely is hard. There are a ton of things you need to consider. And especially when you're working on a big team, it's like, it's yeah. a lot. Yeah. I feel like people think it's not that hard too, because everyone has social media like right. your mom has Instagram yep. so how hard can it be oh my gosh yeah is the mentality but obviously yep. like we know that it's not just that it's for the whole sure marketing behind it yep totally. but I can see why people think that social media is a lot easier than like running a billboard ad because not everyone can do yep. that you know totally it, it, that mentality oh yeah and the next one is it's hard to work on a side hustle while working a full-time job uh, so I, I want to say, no, it's, it's so easy, but this is actually something I'm, I'm still struggling with. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, when I joined my, um, job here at GoDaddy, we actually have to make personal goals. And for the past two years, I've, um, put down to post X amount of times a week on my Instagram or my blog, because that's what really brings me kind of my creative joy. Mm -hmm. Um, and it is exhausting. You know, I get home from, um, whole day at work and I want to pour a glass of wine and watch the housewives you know <laughs> it's just like I it's it's hard just to kind of sit back down with the laptop like you were at a desk all day and um you know kind of talk about how I'm feeling or what I'm wearing today yeah so it definitely is a struggle um but something I'm working on yeah that's awesome that they make you do personal goals too. yeah it's great yeah it really is and they hold you accountable um so I know this December may be <laughs> bad because I haven't been keeping up with my posting goal, but um, I'll get there. Yeah, I'll get no, there. you will. You will. Yeah. And a lot of your job correlates with the classes you took in college. Oh, yeah. This is a tough one. Um, I definitely think that 
maybe not so much the classes, but the skills the classes taught me. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember, you know, working on like advertising campaigns for like a product and such, and then jumping into my first real world job where, you know, we were promoting like a service and it just did not correlate at all to what like my college class was like. However, you know, my college class told me to be very assertive, you know, when it comes to like advertising and um, just really bold in my opinions. And I think that like kind of what I learned throughout my college career um, was really just like the time management and um, keeping myself accountable and also kind of developing an assertive but professional attitude, Mm -hmm. especially in my classes. Um, And I think that's kind of what I've taken into my career. I think a lot of people that you might not learn like a specific tangible skill in college, but you learn so much just in general of even how to handle a situation, how to problem solve. Yeah. Yeah. How to be professional, things like that. Like that's Mm -hmm. actually what a lot of people learn in college. Yeah, totally. I just wanted to take a quick break to thank TM Soft's White Noise Sleep Sounds for sponsoring today's episode. Are you having trouble sleeping, focusing, or relaxing? If the answer is yes, then TM Soft's White Noise Sleep Sounds podcast has got you covered. This hour-long podcast is made to help you get rid of distractions, reduce stress, relax, and get better sleep. You can listen to the sounds of nature, white noise, relaxing music, and so much more. You can check out the TM Soft's White Noise Sleep Sounds podcast on Spotify or wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts. And now tell us a little bit about yourself. So who you are, where you went to school, Uh, and all that stuff. Oh my gosh, where do I start? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Start from the beginning. (laughs) Yes. So my name is Haley Uzlak. I am 26 years old. Um, I grew up right outside of Philadelphia in a town called Doylestown. And um, I went to the University of Delaware, um, New York, Delaware, go Blue Hens, majored in marketing. And um, I minored in management information systems, um, all about like coding and all that fun stuff. Oh, so wow. I kind of have a geeky side. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how I started my blog, foreshadowing. Um, however, managed in marketing, management information systems. And when I graduated, I kind of was just, you know, I had no idea really what area I wanted to land in, if it was one or both of them. Um, so I actually ended up moving to New York City. Um, And I took a job in media, which I soon um, realized was not for me, and then kind of landed me in influencer marketing, which is what I do right now for GoDaddy. And um, my current title is head of influencer partnerships. And since my time, um, I've kind of built the first influencer marketing department at GoDaddy. That is so cool, I think. Like the fact that you are the head of a department at 26 years old and you were the head at 24 years old is crazy. insane. Sometimes I huge company. Oh my gosh, yeah. Not a small local (laughs) company. Really, I I sometimes like I can't really believe that it's my job, but I think back to kind of where I was when I first started and kind of where the department is now. We have another person um, who works with me and helps me out and Um, it's just, it's so exciting to kind of see it grow every day. Yeah, I know. That's so cool. And how did you realize that media wasn't for you when you first did that? Yeah, I could talk forever about this too, but, um, I, if you can't tell I'm an extrovert (laughs) and, um, I love just like kind of building relationships. And, um, when I was like buying and selling media, my first job, it was just a lot of, you know, kind of doing the computer work, Mm -hmm. um, coming in, doing the computer work and leaving, and then maybe having like a lunch, you know, break with like all your friends. However, though I met great people through that job, I felt like I wasn't really fulfilling that kind of relationship building that Mm -hmm. I've always been yearning for. I think I got that a lot in college through like sorority clubs and stuff. And, um, 
I was just really trying to find that in the real world and also in my job. Um, so definitely knew that media wasn't for me when, you know, I wasn't really picking up the phone or talking to someone, you know, and, or, and, or meeting new people, you know, like I, I love meeting new people. Um, so that's kind of what. Yeah. I feel like a a lot of people struggle with that after college. Mm -hmm. Like they want to find that same like college environment where you find your friends, like freshman year of college, no one knows each other, but you're instantly friends with everyone. But the real world and like corporate world is not (laughs) normally like that. No, not at all. So it's kind of hard to adjust. It really is. Yeah. There's very few places that have like that same like college environment where it's a bunch of young people, a bunch of people your age, all mingling. Totally. Normally you get thrown in and people have been working there for 20 years. I know it's crazy. (laughs) And I think that, you know, Looking back on four years ago when I took my first job, I'm so thankful that it worked out the way it did. But I, I knew that kind of that feeling I had after my first year and not really being satisfied with what I was doing, mm-hmm. um, kind of feeling, you know, a little hopeless, but also um, kind of this motivation to really find what I was looking for. Yeah. When did you decide to take that leap to switch jobs? Yeah. So um, I about after I want to say like a year and a half of um, working in media. Uh, there was this new thing on the market called influencer marketing. (laughs) And um, I actually kind of had a personal tie to it because when I graduated college, um, of course, I was upset. You know, I didn't really know what to do. My mom told me to get a journal. And I said, I'm not getting a journal. So I started a blog. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I basically kind of started draft, like writing about my life and kind of my, my experience in New York And um, I started getting contacted by people, you know, not even like brands, but just like people on the Internet that understood how I was feeling. Mm -hmm. And I really kind of saw that, oh, this this works. And then I I remember like my first brand deal I did. I was like, holy cow. Um, So I really kind of saw that this was going to take off. And luckily, I was able to um, join an agency that had its own influencer marketing department because back in I think this was like late 2016 no one really had the vision for it um it was very new although like it it seems like yesterday it was very new and kind of something we've had to um analyze as it's kind of gotten bigger and bigger but um luckily you know I was able to to take this job to learn so much and then um had the opportunity of moving over to GoDaddy and starting my own influencer marketing department so um so, yeah, I mean, it's just it's like this whole I I remember kind of from maybe two months into that that job where I was working in the department for influencer marketing. I just felt this kind of new sense of, mm-hmm. you know, this is what I'm meant to do. Sounds so cheesy. but Oh, yeah, yeah, it's true. And so before you left your job, you mm-hmm. had the other one lined up already. Yes. Yes. Um, and I think there's kind of this unspoken, you know, rule, but a lot of people do it. You know, you interview, but you don't. Oh, of yeah, course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So I was definitely taking interviews. Um, but to be honest, I had two on the table and one was actually going to be like an account manager for media. And I was just like, I need to, <laughs> I yeah, need to steer of clear of media. Yeah. So um, luckily this, you know, that job worked out and today that's so so encouraging because Mm -hmm. so many people especially in my dms and in my comments they they they're sad that they don't like their first job oh my gosh not what they expected and unfortunately that's true for most people yeah but i don't think of it as that negative in a negative way because it doesn't mean that if you don't like your first job you're not going to find what you like exactly you're one step closer i think to finding what you like yeah and that's why like even what kind of drew me to your podcast like i wish i had this when i you know was in college or kind of 
trying to think about what I was going to do. I think people have this um, thought that their the first job is going to be like mm-hmm. what they land. I know for me, my first job, I wanted to work at L'Oreal, specifically in Essie's department, and I wanted to name their nail polish color. It's like, <laughs> Haley, you're 21. That's not going to happen. <laughs> However, um, it, you know, I wish so badly I could have told myself that to not be so hard on myself mm-hmm. that first year and to actually use that as a learning experience. And although I did kind of see what I liked, what I didn't like, um, I think I would have saved a lot more um, stress <laughs> off yeah. my back that, um, you know, just knowing that it's a learning experience. I don't have to be amazing at it. I don't have to love it, but I'm going to do it. And yeah. I'm going to, you know, learn my lessons and go from there. 100%. I think that's the message that people should be bringing across yeah. to new grads is you might not love exactly what you do. That's oh, not sure. to say don't search for that, but yep. you might not. And mm-hmm. that's not the end of the world. You know, right. like we don't have to stay at the same job forever. Totally. Take, if you're unhappy at one place, like start taking applications yeah. or start taking interviews. I right. mean, and going mm-hmm. and interviewing for new jobs and applying because I mean that you're one step closer to finding actually what you like. Oh, so for sure. I definitely yeah. think that's really encouraging that you didn't like your first job yep. and now you're literally head of a department. Yes, I know. That you created, which Crazy. is so cool. Yes. So cool. So um, in college, what type of job did you want to pursue? Did you know you wanted to be in media at all, or you just kind of took that first yeah. job? So um, there is an episode of um, the Amy Schumer movie Trainwreck. I don't know if mm-hmm. you saw it, but she's in this corporate office. She looks like such a boss, B-I-T-C-H, and um, <laughs> to no fingers. But um, it really was kind of the vision I had for myself. I was like, I kind of want to be that corporate woman walking around those floors in a big city, Um, and I found that when I just graduated college, I was going to these agencies, 10 people and I'm Mm -hmm. like, this is not for me. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so I really honestly didn't know exactly what job I wanted to do besides my SE dream, you know, job. I did know though that I really wanted to focus in on social media and if not social media, more of like the marketing side of it, Mm -hmm. um, kind of however that looked, but kind of my biggest takeaway from that time of my life was just taking interviews and like all different verticals of business so like I even did one with like a window treatment company yeah Um, and it was just yeah because I was just like oh there's so much opportunity here to kind of like build a brand for them on social and then you know I actually had one with a really big you know um, health company and it was kind of like the opportunities there were a little bit hard or Mm -hmm. like it would have been harder to grow there so um, I really did learn a lot through that and I think you know um, being able to kind of land in the job I did was it was helpful not really having an expectation of what my job my first job would be like Mm -hmm. you know so I would definitely you know advise and any tips of just keeping an open mind and not having a set goal kind of knew I was never going to be you know an SE nail polish namer but you know maybe (laughs) I'll get there one day (laughs) (laughs) you never know yes and when you decided to pursue blogging yeah. now after college, was mm-hmm. this after you started your first job or before, yeah. right when you graduated? Yeah. And like, did you ever think to do that full time or want to? Yeah. And it's so, it's crazy. I mean, I graduated in 2015 and I feel like, like a dinosaur saying that because it's like <laughs> all the people I watch on YouTube and the influencers I work at for, with, like at GoDaddy, so much younger, but like blogging wasn't a big thing. Oh then. no. It's yeah. It's crazy. And I remember like my brother, who's now, you know, 21 and really supports me. But at the time he was like, this is ridiculous. You're yeah. going to put, you know, your feelings online and um, <laughs> you're going to write about it. But I did. Um, I really 
so going back to college, I did have that management information systems minor. It's called Missy for short. And um, I learned how to code. So I remember joining um, a, you know, a blogging platform, but also being able to go in and kind of code it myself mm -hmm. and doing like kind of feeding that geeky side of me. And um, I just love being able to like a week later, go back and read my post from a week ago, just to kind of see how much better I was doing or, you know, like what, maybe I'll change this week. So um, I really, you know, didn't see it taking off um, the way it did to now. It's like, you know, I love working with brands and all this stuff, but I definitely originally saw blogging as like an online diary. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I'm really happy it's been able to kind of go to different measures and different, you know, ways. So like fashion, beauty, and not just like my crazy life stories. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's so cool. And you, it's yours. You can yeah. literally do whatever you want with it. If you For sure. Transition it, you can. Oh, yeah. And I love, like, I still sometimes get that geeky side. Um, even though I work for a tech company, it's like, I, you know, I'm not in there coding every day. Yeah. Um, I'm writing contracts for influencers. Yeah. <laughs> so um, a big, a big thing for me is that I want to be able to fill that side. And um, if I don't really like a widget that I have on my blog, like, I will go in and I will code like a widget that I like you know and it's it's so great and it's, it's so kind of cool. a, it's yeah. a really good way to kind of keep this keep up the um you know the skill yeah at least but yeah so that's really cool yeah and is it hard kind of working in social media and working with influencers and then also doing that on your own oh too oh my gosh <laughs> yes like yes 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 and not it's like I learned so much like it's yeah. it's a beautiful thing you get to kind of see both sides however like even like you and like some people I follow, you have such a creative eye, like with Thank editing you. and all these things. And I like, I don't know where I came from because I got no creativity. Like I really tried, like sometimes I'll like sit in a room and I'm like, Haley, let's get a little creative, you know, maybe <laughs> drink some coffee, let's journal. And then um, nothing really comes to be. So, you know, a brand, I, I have to do a sponsored post with like a home care brand and home care, yeah, home home decor brand. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know where to start. <laughs> I'm like, I can, I can like write a great caption, but when it comes to like photography and like, you know, where I'm going to set things up, I'm like already having anxiety about it. Well, but, they see your stuff though. And they yeah. liked you for your, sure. Yeah. For what you have, have already. Myself so that. yeah. Also, I think that we're way harder on ourselves. Oh my gosh. You have no ever. idea. Like I always think my photos are right. garbage. No. My videos are garbage. Oh my gosh. Just, no. Like, I'll upload them anyway. Yeah. It's so true. And you know what? At the end of the day, it's like, I think you're affecting someone and that's something I have to remind myself. Yeah. I also like to, um, I, I post a lot more about, you know, mental health and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And, um, I definitely, I feel like that's a really great way to like, that I've connected with my followers and, mm -hmm. When I'm going to post like that home decor photo, I'm like, this doesn't really matter as much as like, you know, me talking about my crappy day with my anxiety or something like that. Yeah. So but the good thing is you do have control over like what you post yep. and no one's telling you that your brand is only mental health. Your right. brand is only home yeah. decor. You oh know, my you gosh. Can, yeah. It's your life, honestly. Sure. And like our lives are multifaceted. Yeah. Sometimes we want to just spend the day decorating our apartment. Oh my gosh. And <laughs> yeah. I know. So I actually think it is. A, like relevant to your blog right yeah even if you've kind of expanded from oh, that for sure i wanted to take a quick second to thank a sponsor of today's episode feels feels premium cbd will help keep your head clear and help you feel your best 
CBD has been proven to greatly reduce anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness, and all you have to do is place a few drops of feels underneath your tongue and you feel the difference within minutes. Because it's CBD, there's no high or no hangover and no addiction. I feel like CBD can be complicated to navigate, but feels makes the process so easy so you can start feeling better. I personally like taking mine before bed to help me sleep, and also if I've just had a really, really hectic day, that's when I like taking CBD, and I love how it delivers straight to my apartment too because I don't want to be making any additional stops to grab my CBD. They even offer a free CBD hotline that you can text for support to help guide you, and Feels is a hassle-free membership program guaranteed to make you feel your best time after time. You're not only going to save money on every order, but you can pause and cancel at any time so don't worry you're not locked into anything it's the natural healthy and better way to feel better feels has me feeling my best every single day and it can help you too. become a member today by going to feels.com real and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping that's feels f-e-a-l-s dot com slash real r-e-a-l to become a member and get 50% off automatically taken off your first order with free shipping so that's feels.com slash real it will also be in the show notes now let's get back to the episode and what exactly is influencer marketing oh my goodness that don't yeah know, have been living under a rock right <laughs> i mean there are so many different definitions out there but i think like the kind of the easiest analogy maybe kind of to put it into a picture so you think of all your different marketing channels, you know, mm-hmm. different ways you're going to get um, the word out. So you have TV commercials. You may see um, like a billboard. You may see something in a newspaper or a magazine. Influencer and influencer marketing is kind of like its own separate channel. So you think that if you're trying to sell a product or you're trying to, you know, grow awareness for a message or um, something like increase consideration for, you know, a service, that all can be done through influencer marketing because it's a channel and um, there are specific ways to go about it. But what it is, is really just kind of an exchange for, you know, someone who has um, a good following and is able to kind of talk about um, how they feel about like a product, a service, and, um, you know, be very transparent with their audience because mm-hmm. they build an audience who um, looks up to them. And um, like I said, it is a marketing channel, but it's also kind of like, silly but like an art in the sense where you kind of have to perfect it which I can totally get into Um, but though it is you know a simple channel there is so many ins and outs of it which I'm still learning yeah yeah I'm my own department you know running this and I I think it's like every day I'm learning something new and what is your day-to-day I guess as in that role sure so um, I should mention I I work for GoDaddy um, and it's a very, very large company. We're actually like a global company. So we have about 13 to 14 different global regions. So um, kind of day to day, um, depending on what campaign we might be, or if we're like launching something new, um, it really differs. And I hate when people say that because I'm like, I want a rundown of what you're doing 9am to 5pm every hour. Um, But I would say that mostly I am doing influencer discovery, influencer outreach, contracting, working hand in hand with my legal team Mm -hmm. um, to, you know, a lot of, you know, the legal consultants um, for a brand, they have very specific things that they want, whereas like an influencer agent has very specific things that they want. So it's kind of really being that delegate and that middleman. Um, 
you know, about like business terms and such like that, compensation. Um, then it's kind of like campaign management. So depending on what campaign we have live then, it's checking the influencer's post. You know, did they did they hashtag everything they were supposed to? Did they use the paid partnership tag? So then we can go promote that content later. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a whole list. And then it ends with reporting. So it's kind of like like soup to nuts. That's kind of everything I do. Not necessarily within a day, but I'm yeah. touching one point of it at like some point of the week. So yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it's so cool for me to see the yeah. other side of it. Or for oh my gosh, me yeah. To hear the other side right. of it. Right, I know. And it's I even like thinking about like contracting and like probably when you get like a brand will reach out to you. I have this whole thing and something that I, I was on a previous podcast for like an influencer marketing platform and like they kind of asked you what your golden rule was about influencer marketing. And mm -hmm. I was like, influencers are people. They're they're like, they are people too. It's yeah. not like we're supposed to treat them like, you know, they are like a billboard or yeah. like, like they are people and we have to treat them kind of with respect. And I think what I've seen a lot of time times with brands is like, like I can't count the amount of times I've received emails on my own, you know, like blog mm -hmm. that um, like with another name, like for an opportunity, you oh, know, I yes. receive those too. Yeah. Or it makes me really frustrated. Right. I'm yeah. Like, Did you not even do yep. the research? Are you just trying to go through a list of influencers and yeah. see who will bite? Yeah. Um, so kind of what I've taken into my practice and with my department is like, I want them to know that I know who they are, that I've seen their stuff and I've done some research on them. So I always like to kind of include like an anecdote in the beginning about like, I loved your recent video or that's sweet. Yeah. So, and I, but I also think it's kind of like, we are doing a disservice to the company, like from GoDaddy's side, if we're not really looking into like who they are as a person, what mm -hmm. they post, because, you know, you want them to represent yes, you well. Right. Yeah. And, and kind of like, oh, you know, just because they have a big name doesn't mean they're going to be great for our, our company, which I run into multiple times. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I always think that. I think that there's sometimes, uh, I've worked with a brand before that had no idea that I was not in college anymore, even though I've been out for like a year and a half now. And they wanted me, I accepted the deal and they kept wanting me to do like a college video. No. And yeah. I just had to, I couldn't like explain, like I'm right. not in college anymore. Yeah. My audience, sure. sure, some of them yep. are, are still in college. I yeah. still do have a large college audience, but I am not. So there is literally no way yep. I can do a college video. Of course. Yeah. And it's <laughs> like, it's, it's essentially unrealistic expectations like from you, but then it's also like you're giving out this fake message to your followers, yeah. which then kind of just taints the relationship altogether. Exactly. So it's like, you know, if GoDaddy wants someone who, um, like they want a really big name, but for example, they're working with one of our competitors, you know, it's kind of like, okay, I think we have to look at it that, you know, maybe in a year, if they're not working with the company, we'll approach them. Exactly. But we're not going to approach someone who's working with our competitor and then like have them do a post right after they do our competitor sponsor post. It's just like, there's so many kind of yeah. different boxes you need to check off. But yeah. like I said, you know, um, kind of seeing it from both sides, I, I think that I'm hoping more brands will start to incorporate this idea that, you know, influencers are not kind of robots. They are mm -hmm. people who, you know, deserve lead time. They deserve a lot of time to create content because I know yeah, that the turnaround, the turnaround, <laughs> because I'm like, you know what? I, I get that everyone's a little bit more creative than I, you know, going back to that home decor thing, <laughs> but like I needed like minimum two weeks. So I always try to give whatever it may be a post, a video, like two weeks minimum, just because, you know, it's something that it should be like a kind of a collaborative process. And I want the influencer at hand to really take their time and 
put, you know, yeah. energy into it. That's so. so great that you see both sides of it and yeah. you can tell yeah. because you're doing all of these little things that mm-hmm. most people would not think of. Oh my gosh. And specific things like, um, I always say too, like I consider the contract my best friend because, um, you know, that kind of lays out all the terms. But one thing I've also incorporated when I'm outreaching influencers is almost like a written formal offer. Mm -hmm. So in the email, I'm telling you like the term length, your compensation, your exclusivity rights, all this stuff. So basically it's kind of like, okay, we're agreeing to it before we even put it in a contract. And um, I really think that's been super helpful for both parties because yeah. I'm like, okay, two times I'm reminding myself, you know, they have two Instagram and feed posts <laughs> and you're yeah. going to monitor this and you're going to look out for this. But yeah, it's, it's, it's super interesting. And like I said, I think when I get those emails like, hey, Ashley, do you want to <laughs> do this brand? And I'm like, I'm Haley. Yeah. Thank you, though. And no, actually, no, I don't. <laughs> that's so, so funny. Yeah. And how do you find influencers? Like, how do you say this person is the right Right. person for the job? Yes. How many do you reach out to? Like, I'm so curious. Oh my goodness. Yeah, of course. And it's it's super interesting because um, I kind of view. I know I've said I view influencer marketing as an art. And going back to that, it's kind of like I base solely like my research off of um, the influencers' audience demographics. So. Um, for example, we have a content series that's rolling out for GoDaddy this Friday, and they wanted influencers to kind of support it with content, um, and they wanted to target a very specific region and a very specific, like, ethnicity. Mm-hmm. So um, with my tool um, that I use, I'm basically able to go in and search for those types of audience demographics, and it will bring up influencers. And to be honest, that's... it's. Like, though it's an art, it kind of feels like a science because I'm going to reach the people who want this content yeah. or I'm going to reach the people like who have searched for this term before or something like that. So um, I pretty much go about discovery via like the one influencer platform that we use. It's called Julius. Um, it's great because it's a global influencer discovery platform. And I'm able to find, you know, a ton of folks from all different walks, you know, verticals. Um, for specific campaigns, but in terms of finding someone who's right for the job, it really all comes down to that audience demographic Mm -hmm. and kind of the budget at hand. So like I said, um, there's multiple different campaigns that I'm doing like at once. And um, when I have that budget, I can kind of mix around with like, are we going to do a macro size influencer? Mm -hmm. Are we going to do a micro? And um, I always bring it back to the goals and the KPIs, because if you want, you know, to grow your awareness, okay, maybe we we take that with a macro, but if you want to increase your consideration, we take that with a micro, you know, yeah. because they have a really trusted audience and um, people who kind of look to them as a peer. So. It's funny how that works. That it's insane. The yeah. smaller the influencer, I feel like their engagement is so high. I know. And the bigger the influencer, it's right. more brand awareness. Yep. Yeah. I even too, it's like, I, I know that the big people I follow I love their content, but sometimes I just scroll over and not don't even think to like it because it's just Same. like, you know, yeah. and it's I bizarre. don't know them. Right. Yeah. However, you know, knowing like someone with maybe like 20K followers, it's like, oh my gosh, like I was thinking about like, oh, you did have this meeting the other day. I'm so happy to hear it went well, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, stuff like that. It's so, funny how that works. I know. Very yeah. interesting. But I will say that um, different size influencers are better for different things. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not to say one size is the best. Yeah. Because um, there will always be kind of a business need for one specific type of influencer. So Totally. And do you think influencer marketing is different than 
or is, I guess, better, I should <coughs> say, or more ahead than other forms of marketing? Or what's your take on that? I definitely think so. So I, um, what's more I, effective is the effective, word. Yeah. yeah. So, um, one thing that, you know, I'm sure a lot of other people who work in the, um, sphere of influencer marketing can agree with is that tracking conversions via like influencers posts, you know, swipe up links. It's a bit difficult. You know, you can use like a bit.ly, but a lot of the times you kind of have to get the, the science right of putting a pixel on your company's website. Don't want to go into all that schnaz, but I definitely can say that like this word of mouth influencer marketing, I definitely think is the most effective thing right now, you know, and I'm not really sure what I see surpassing it, but Versus a TV commercial, you know, yeah, like totally. a TV commercial or like kind of a magazine ad. Um, and it's so interesting because when I worked in media, I saw how much we were racking up, you know, paying for this for our client. And it's just insane. The amount of like kind of not only conversions, but like click through rates, impressions, engagement rate that you see with influencers is just astronomical compared to what you see on a display ad mm-hmm. or, you know, um, I, to answer your question, yes. I yeah. think that it definitely is the most effective kind of channel and um, way to market right now. And I'm so thankful that, you know, um, my old mentor basically hit me up to start the influencer marketing um, department at GoDaddy because it is so effective. And um, it's kind of like, we're not doing it now. We got to start. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And what do you think about Instagram removing likes? Oh, my gosh. I know you're just speaking you're about in this. Crazy. the industry. I know. Um so first, kind of had a heart attack, like, of course, um, I just think, you know, we're so used to calculating, you know, getting reporting done with being able to see like the outward number of likes. So, you know, though I work on the brand side, I still do help out like my other teams and I'll run kind of campaigns with their budget. And, um, you know, they, they, I think trust a lot in that I'm going to give them good results. Cause I'm like, yeah, this is what you want to do. Like yeah. influencer marketing is the way, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I should wear a shirt, yeah. make merch, <laughs> um, Instagram removing likes, um, will definitely make it a lot more difficult in terms of the reporting aspect for the campaign. So how are we gauging success? You know, um, apparently, you know, what I've been reading is that the influencer will still be able to see, the like amount of likes from their end so it's kind of it might have to be this like very tedious process of like hey natalie thank you so much for that like awesome sponsored you know GoDaddy story can you please send us a screenshot of like your your swipe up you know your click through whatever um impressions um tap outs yeah tap outs yeah. or whatever um so it like though some of the campaigns i do we do require that because we're not really able to see that on our end but the Instagram likes are just such an outward facing metric, you know, and anyone can kind of go in and and say like, Oh, this person's probably doing really well. So I think hopefully, you know, with the platforms that we use, we're still able to see like influencer engagement rates on each platform. And um, I'm hoping that it may still kind of be able or the platforms they use will still be able to get that metric. I know. However, if not, um, you know, it's, it's just going to be kind of a new era yeah. of reporting and maybe um we're not necessarily focusing on likes but we're focusing maybe on engagement yeah focusing comments. on comments mm-hmm. yep um you know maybe shares or like bookmarks stuff like that so yeah because yeah. I, I it still hasn't been taken away from me as we're recording this episode so i have no idea what it looks like like i can still see the likes um but i've seen other people and it says like 
so and so and others liked this photo or so and so and thousands of others. Right. So you can see if it's just like I think in the hundreds and the okay. thousands and the great. millions. Yep. Hundreds of thousands, maybe. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think that that's how it is. So at yeah. least that's a little better. For but sure. yeah, I mean, there's pros and cons. I think at the end of the day, it's not going to make the biggest difference uh-huh. because people are still going to be able to see your comments yep. and stuff like that. But right. I do think that it's just like more tedious for oh my brands, gosh, like yeah. you were saying. Because people ask me all the time, like, can you send over your story impressions? Right. And I had that's just one extra step instead of, of just like giving me the, yep. right. the rate or whatever yep. you're going to. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And it's like, it's not only that, like, not only is it like, hey, send us a screenshot, but then it's like, okay, after you send us that screenshot, we're not really doing much with that other than putting it in a report. So I just like, I have to think there has to be an easier way. And I think that maybe this could be a pro in the sense of like, we don't really need to bother people for screenshots if we're not, you know, maybe specifically GoDaddy isn't looking at impression rate or like potential impressions Mm -hmm. as our key metric here. Yeah. But one thing I will say um, is that I think a really smart move for Instagram influencers is to maybe take their presence on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we've seen more and more kind of um, at least the sponsorship or um, sponsorships that we've done on YouTube with GoDaddy and, and certain influencers really, you know, just perform a lot better than we were expecting. I think we always have kind of trusted Instagram due to like the metrics and mm-hmm. stuff, but learning so much more about YouTube, I would definitely say that that's kind of an avenue that yeah, you might want to travel I always down. tell people yeah. that. You always. might want to travel down that road, you know, if you're not already. Um, and yeah. Yeah. I always tell people to start being on video. Yeah. Because sure. video is just better than photos also with engagement because right. you do get that sense that like you know that person. Oh, yeah. Like you see sure. me in my vlogs and like I'm the exact same way in person. Yep. So you totally. already know me. Yeah. It's that sort of thing even though we've never met. Right. But it's crazy. Pictures, yeah. I have no idea. I don't I know. know how you talk. I don't know how you act. I have for sure. know nothing about yeah. you. I know. And I, th- and I also think it's like the... You know, and just because that I'm on the other side, I'm on the brand side, mm-hmm. knowing what I would pay a YouTube influencer versus an Instagram influencers, yeah. YouTube's usually making a lot more, you know, yeah. because all the work that goes into it. You know, and I'm not saying that people who take a photo for Instagram aren't doing much work. It's just I know that kind yeah. of given the deals that I've made, um, there's just so much that I've never even like known that I've gone into it. And then I'm thinking, I'm like, should I start my own YouTube channel? Yeah, I was about to say, do you have a YouTube? Oh my gosh. I made one video and I got so frustrated here again with like my, like, so I can code and I can, you know, I'm great with like the influencer deals, but when it comes to like video editing, I want to throw my computer. It's so frustrating. Do you use iMovie? So I started using iMovie and then I'm one of those people. I'm okay. I should say I'm such a perfectionist if it hasn't been obvious so I don't want to post anything unless it's perfect and it's what I love. And, you know, I think we all kind of suffer from that. But I remember when I went to edit the first video, I bought Final Cut Pro, <laughs> not even knowing what, like literally how to import a video. Um, I mean, I figured it out, but then it just was so complicated. And I felt like I was looking at a whole nother language that um, I moved over to iMovie and was able to kind of like Google tricks, you know, of like yeah. how to put like a subscribe <laughs> have subscribed you know little sticker up on your screen that's so funny so silly but um I think you know while I I love you know what I've done on Instagram I love being behind the camera Mm -hmm. and I definitely you know would love to do more with video um there have been talks about potentially doing a video series for GoDaddy where I would be able to be behind the camera so that would be awesome um so more to come there but I definitely think that I 
you know, you two might be in my future as well. I think you should. I <laughs> think, think you. you have a great presence. Oh my gosh. And I mean, you're like, you're the head of a department. Right. You're working. You're yeah. in New York City. Do you imagine my vlogs? Yes. Yeah. They'd be awesome. Oh my gosh. I would just be like, <laughs> here I am like doing emails and then like, I'll literally be on the phone with an agent. No, people would love, <laughs> love to it. see I that. Know. And I think it would be really, really cool in the sense that, um, you know, I, I remember when I was in college, I was like, how do people have a normal life, but still balance other things? Like I'm not, like a normal life and still balance work, yeah. you know, like the job and then like doing social things. And um, I definitely think that I've had to learn a lot of lessons along the way. Um, I've really had to learn a lot of like work-life balance, still learning, you know, not really? to take work home with me. Um, but yeah, you know, we'll see. We shall see. You should. I'm pro you starting a YouTube. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Maybe you'll be my first <laughs> subscriber. I oh, actually I think I have 28 be. after that first video. So you'll be my 29th. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> and then, uh, okay. If you ever start it, I'll put it in the show notes. Oh my God. That'd be so nice. <laughs> wow. And uh, before we go, what yeah. is your biggest piece of advice for someone who just in general, but also mm -hmm. someone that wants a career change, sure. someone that wants to find what they love? Oh Yeah. Um, I would definitely say that you should kind of explore like an option of things, you know, whether it be going to, I know like we worked as a bunch of like open, like speaking events. So oh, you're really? able, I yeah. didn't know that. Oh my gosh. I went to one for, um, a poet, my roommate, um, was obsessed with her name, Cleo Wade. And she did this like poetry reading, but then I kind of realized through that, I was like, well, I'm not biggest fan of poetry, you know? And I, yeah. but I was able to see that through the multiple different speakers I went to, um, you know, listening people here or talk about their day to day and just really getting a sense of what they did and then approaching them after. That's my biggest thing. I did it in college. I know, you know, it's kind of hard, but um, just approaching them and asking what, you know, their first step would be if I wanted to make a career switch. I definitely think having a mentor is a mm -hmm. huge deal. So whether that be, you know, finding someone at that event or like connecting with maybe someone, you know, on LinkedIn, mm -hmm. um, that, you know, the opportunities are endless, but a mentor would be the best and not necessarily in terms of changing careers, but my number one piece of advice is do not like view learning as a, as a challenge. Yeah. I think my whole, like my four years in the corporate America, <laughs> I have been kind of looking at learning new things as kind of like I'm weak and that I don't really know everything I should. Yeah. And I've really kind of been trying to change my mindset in that things I don't know is an opportunity to learn. And that's amazing. You know, that's amazing. I love that. Yeah. And it's, I love cause that. I think sometimes we're so intimidated that, Oh, you know, for example, I don't know the most about like YouTube metrics, but I'm excited to learn it, you know? And though um, I could get down on myself and feel that maybe I should have, solidified this deal sooner sooner than I like told myself um just really being easy on myself and knowing that like I'm learning and that's a beautiful thing and next time we'll get it and um not seeing the challenge the not seeing the future as like a challenging future to say the least but that you're gonna learn you're gonna grow and it's gonna be beautiful so I love yeah. that piece of advice yeah that's good awesome. I was yeah. just thinking about that today actually and I was like I think I'm gonna say that I really, yeah. no, that's so true because I feel the same way. Like sure. if I don't know something, I'm like, oh, like, why don't I know I this? Know. Yeah. I, but I lately, especially being out of college now for a year right. and a half, yeah. I miss learning. Yep. And oh my gosh. Yeah. I really miss learning and I love what I'm doing right now because right. it is teaching me a lot, yep. but I do feel like I'm doing something that 
I know a lot about already, like yep. my consulting services. I, sure. I'm consulting on things I know about, which yeah. rightfully so, like you should Course, be consulting yeah. on things that yeah. you know about. Work your strengths, girl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that you're comfortable with. Yeah. But I do miss like challenging myself right. and learning. So I have been looking into like taking a class yeah. online or like a business course sure. or something. Oh like my gosh. Anything. I mean, we have the internet on our fingertips. Oh my like gosh. We can learn anything. Yes. So and I will definitely into that. Yeah. And I think that like for me specifically, one who doesn't have YouTube as a career, but, um, you know, I go to YouTube so much to like learn different things and like yeah. a lot of, I like, should do that. I yeah. never like do look no, but up it's like stuff it's, like that. On YouTube. Yeah. And it's so silly, but I, you know, I, your vlog may just be a vlog to you, but like, you know, I'm learning a few things from you, like your different vlogs, you know, I remember Thank like you. how you, I remember what, like the different revenue streams and stuff like that. Like that's me learning and that's kind of me like expanding my mind and like really taking it in. And that's like joyful to me, you know, and I'm like, oh, this is a new set of information I didn't have. So I would also recommend those maybe to watch YouTube, like yeah. you said, internet, YouTube, um, and kind of, you know, just pick out some pieces that you find really useful and then applying yeah. them to your life slowly mm -hmm. and small, but you know, yeah, it happens. No, I love that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Haley, for being on the podcast. Thank do you, you for having me. Yeah. No. Do you want to link anything? Shout out anything? I'll have oh your YouTube channel. You guys. Oh can my be gosh. Subscriber twenty nine. Stop <laughs> it. This would be amazing. Um. Yeah. So I I have two Instagram accounts, but my blog one, which is kind of where you'll see the most raw and real side of me, mm -hmm. is hopefully musing. It's H O P E F U L L Y. M-U-Z-I-N-G, story behind that. I was a muser when I was younger. I would sit and stare at the wall and ask, like, what, where's this guy? You know, it's crazy. Um, so that's my Instagram. And then, like you said, you're so kind to link my YouTube. And then um, if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, I am more than happy to, you know, like have some calls with people who are really interested in maybe influencer marketing or social media for a big company. Um, I love helping out, you know, people get jobs. A girl from my church back at home, um, her mom's connected and my mom's like, you need to go talk to Danielle. And I'm like, okay. And then she actually ended up getting a job down in Philly, you know, and wow. I, cause, cause of like just connections. Um, so really exciting, but I just want to put that offer out there that, um, on LinkedIn, my name is Haley, H-A-L-E-Y, Uzalak. That's my last name. It's a little bit of a, <laughs> no one ever knows how to spell it, but it's U-Z as in zebra, E-L-A-C as in cat. I say that all the time. Perfect. No, perfect. I will have that down below perfect. as well. But thank you. I know I'm pointing <laughs> downwards as if I'm on yeah, camera. Like, like, why don't you like hit the subscribe yeah. button? <laughs> oh my God. That's like deja vu. Seeing it in your videos. I know. I'm like pointing downwards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great. Anyways. Yes. Thank you of again. Of course. Thank you so much for Put having everything me. everything in the show notes. Yes. And this is one of my favorite episodes. Yay. I'm not oh even my just gosh. saying that. Thank you so much. I think this is my favorite too. It's like my second yeah. podcast. <laughs> Oh, well, Yay. you're doing great things, and I really appreciate you having me. Thank you. Yeah, of course. That was it for today's episode. I really hope that you guys enjoyed. If you did, let me know your thoughts on it. And again, go to the private Facebook page. Tell me if you guys miss learning. And also, I'm trying to be more interactive with you guys and actually communicate in the Facebook page more. So I'm on there like once or twice a week now, just talking to you guys and like chatting in the comments with you. So be sure to join that if you guys want to chat. And you guys can also make new friends and stuff. But I really just want to talk to you guys. And I feel like that's the best way to like talk one on one with you and like have a comment thread and stuff like that. So thank you guys for listening. Be sure to give us five stars on iTunes if you guys liked this episode. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode of the Real Real Podcast next Monday, you guys. <laughs>
Hey there, my name is Renee Rena, and I am the mom friend you have always wanted. I am also the host of the Mom Room Podcast. We publish two episodes per week, a co-hosted episode on Tuesdays and a solo episode on Thursdays. Popular topics include pooping and having sex after giving birth. I have a solo episode where I talk about not sharing a bed with my husband and why that's okay. I hope you'll tune in to these conversations every week. Join us on Instagram at the Mom Room Podcast and start to feel a little less alone in this crazy thing called motherhood. Hey, my name is Lovan Rumpf and I've been working my ass off as a celebrity stylist by day and a podcast host by night. At the Low Life Podcast, it's all about keeping it real. We're talking fashion, beauty, to religion, sex, drugs, mental health. I mean, there's no topic off limits here. And vulnerability is mandatory. You can find my podcast, The Low Life, that's L-O, no W, everywhere and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. New episodes are out every Thursday. We'll see you then.